So we have yet another member from the Discord. Yes. Uh, we have Joe today, which I feel like we we've been enjoying these so much that we're at some points talking more like before and then we do the <laughs> interview and then after there's just so much and we've really been enjoying to get to know more people in our field uh it's gonna be a little bit of a long one we're gonna touch on quite a few things so it's all great experience too you, you'll you'll see it's it's, it's so good it's guys it's so but it's so good like but it's really good the, well all these are really really good that's the hard part too it's they're all been so good and i hope you guys Laura's are getting flustered them. i'm excited <laughs> i'm excited right. let's just great. let's just dive in uh we have joe today talking about a variety of settings and kind of the, the bachelor's pta program let's go let's do it the pta podcast with your host ken and laura thanks again for joining for another exciting episode so we have Joe here today. We're so excited for you guys to meet him. Um, me and Ken have been looking forward to this too. We've got a ton of questions, I feel like, for you. So I hope you're ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's go ahead and start with just like you introducing yourself. Tell us kind of like, you know, a little bit about hobbies, what you like to do in your spare time, kind of where you're based out of, and then also just like what you're currently doing in the PTA field and how you got into it. All the good stuff. Yeah, so a lot of questions that hit on there. Um, So my name is Joe. Um, I'm a physical therapist assistant. I've been physical therapist assistant for almost going on 10 years now. Nice. Right now. Yeah, it's awesome. That beats um, both me and Ken put together. Yes, it does. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's a long time and it goes by really quick, surprisingly. And then at times it seems like it goes by slow. (laughs) um but i went to pima medical institute for the accelerated pta program in 2012 and graduated uh sorry 2011 graduated 2012 got licensed in beginning of 2013 january and Mm -hmm. uh from there i worked in several prn positions um based out of denver colorado the market at the time is very saturated with physical therapists and physical therapist assistants. Really? Kind of, yes. A desirable place everybody supposedly wants to be. Um, that surprises me because I feel like our field there do such a good job of like not oversaturating the market. Yeah. So did you find like a lot of people were flying in and moving uh, there after they yeah. got licensed? Yeah. So I moved out to Denver and beginning of 2011 i basically moved out here for the program but i just wanted to be out here yeah for school um at the time denver was growing exponentially i don't even know the figures but it was something like a thousand people like it was popping at that time yeah yeah and so most of my classmates at the time i think 90 percent of them were from out of state and it was hard to find a native colorado um it was a joke that nobody's from colorado basically (laughs) (laughs) in all fairness i feel like vegas is kind of the same way a little melting pot yeah yeah Yeah. i'm originally from southern california so okay yeah well i mean yeah, i was born here (laughs) so i guess i'm the exception you You are are the the exception exception. but so yeah so you kind of were it was oversaturated and you're kind of like what next or it was what next. And actually, when we began our PTA program, our instructors straight up told us that none of us might find jobs in Colorado. Oh, and that we might have to move out of state because that's how <laughs> bad it was. And we kind of wow. all brushed it off because it's like our first week. And we're here to learn. We're not here to like already be thinking about the job, right? Um, but she was, she hit the nail on the head. And she was correct. So it was, I was working mainly sniffs and subacute care, just kind of bouncing around whoever would give me hours. Um, mm-hmm. And in 2014, I went back for my bachelor's in science and physical therapist assistant. It was actually the first program that they had. So I was with the first cohort that went through. Um, 
And I did that because I was like, how do I make myself more marketable? I was also thinking, you know, with the physical therapist being a master's and then their vision 2020 was to be a doctorate. Everybody mm-hmm. has their doctor. Are they going to do the same thing eventually with the physical therapist assistant? I was like, I'm working PRN jobs. I may as well just get this out of the way, get ahead of the curve and just have it done with. Um, um, kind of hitting on that a little bit. Um, yeah. So you were the first cohort. So you did another two years to get the bachelor's? So it was another 16 months. Okay. Oh, that's not um, terrible. Did you do it at Pima or? Yes, I did it at Pima and it was 100% online because we, because oh, okay. you already have your, your PTA degree that associates level is all we need, right? To sit for our exam mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. You have to be licensed. You have to have gone through a CAPT accredited program to even attend this bachelor program. Since then, I know there's several others that have popped up and they're kind of, it's like a, they call it a, like a one plus one program. So if you don't have your bachelor's, you take your associates, you apply it towards your bachelor's and then they just kind of pick a bunch of classes that they want to throw in there for the bachelor's. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've, I've heard that too, where it's kind of just like they take some of more of the kinesiology courses and they're like, this looks good with it and or athletic yeah. training courses and they throw it in. Because both me and Ken did kind of reverse of what you did. We yeah. went and got our bachelor's in kinesiology and then decided, well, for me, at least I can say, I was like, yeah, I don't want to go back to school for my DPT. That yeah. looks like a lot of work, a lot of money. And I was yeah. also had just gotten married, moved to a new state. And I was like, forget this. <laughs> I'm going to be a PTA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of my associates program, they were the same way. I would say 75% already had exercise science degrees or kinesiology degrees. And they just looked at the price tag on the DPT degree. And I don't know about your guys' program, but you have to shadow to get into these programs, right? Yeah. So you get to see who's doing the hands-on stuff. And a lot of them were like, well, the DPTs aren't doing as much they're kind of an eval progress note discharge mis- mm-hmm. machine and the pta is doing the treatments yeah we're yeah, really in like, contact yeah. and i feel yeah. like that's a good point because like when i was working with some patients like we still have that so many people keep trying to push us to like oh like when are you gonna go back to school get your dpt and all this and i'm like honestly i like working with patients i like having the conversations with patients yeah. and for me to keep doing that and not be stuck behind a desk and the computer all day yeah, I got to be a PTA. So I'm like, honestly, I love being a PTA. It's why I went into the field, not yeah. just for being behind that desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it depends on where you are. I mean, the PTA I work with right now, we're the only two in our department. So he actually gets to do, you know, the evals and he gets to treat and everything patient care, which is awesome. But, you know, he lives in Denver too. And you got to think, you know, why is he coming out? out here as opposed to being like in a PT mill where that's exactly what he was doing. He would do, you know, dry needling, he'd do the eval discharge, but Mm. a lot of it is not as hands-on with the patients as the PTA gets. I totally agree on that. My mom, it's funny because my mom's also a PTA. And so my whole entire life, she's like, you should just be a PTA. Don't be a PT. Don't be a PT. You should be a PTA. We do less paperwork. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm gonna go get my, you know, doctorate and da da da. I wanna be Dr. Laura. We always joked I'd be Dr. Yeah. Laura. Yeah. yeah, no, the title was Didn't not worth it. it to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, by all means. Um well, but I mean, did you find oh sorry, Ken. Well, I was just like going through that program to get the the BS and PTA, like do you feel like it's worth it? Do you feel like they should change the requirement? Um, down the road because there's always talks about changing the requirements it just hasn't happened um, yeah you feel like we should so yeah i think it should be I, You're on I, the I'm, same I'm a little us. biased i'm on the other side of it and i've even had classmates that i graduated with ask me about it because they're like well maybe i should go back and i was like honestly if you want to go back go back but it's not needed um do I think it should eventually be a requirement? Honestly, I do feel like it should. Um, it, we need to close the gap between the education, between the the DPT and us, honestly. Um, 
the way they're doing it right now, I think we're still kind of in the guinea pig phase of setting it up to make more sense because the program that I went through from a bachelor's is definitely different than how they have it set up now. Like they added chemistry to it. They added pharmacology to it before those Ooh. weren't oh, in wow. the bachelor's program. They should set it up in a way that, and I think this should be the overall PT field, almost like nursing. You can go RN, BSN, you can go be, you know, MSN, DNP is what they're, so like you can go through these different scopes of practice by going and getting more education. And I feel like maybe that's how PT should be because PTAs, you know, we're drawn to it because we like the clinical hands-on, you know, we're mm -hmm. all learning the same thing. It's, it's just as hard as, um, I don't want to say I haven't gone and got my doctorate in PT, so I don't, I can't say it's just as hard, but from what I've heard over the years, it's just as fast paced. We learn all the same things. We don't, maybe we don't get some of the more microscopic context of why, but eventually we learn it out in the field of why yeah. we're doing what we're doing. And I think yeah. it needs to go like PTA associates, PTA, you know, bachelors, and then you can go directly into like your DPT if you want to, or you can yeah. stop anywhere you want. But the mm -hmm. way that they, it's, it's so divided between like you're either a PTA or you're a DPT and there's no easy to like transition from the PTA to the DPT, you know? Yeah. They make it really difficult because right now there's only two schools because I've considered yep. it for the longest time and yep. it's just the amount of money uh either either moving or traveling every weekend like it just it wasn't practical so i'm like you know what i'm not gonna do it like i enjoy being a pta yeah but you're right they don't make it very easy for us to transition to a dpt yeah. well and i and think too our field in general is starting to change with our role like you said like it kind of we were a little bit of guinea pigs for certain things but you know, they got so focused on, you know, kind of bringing PTs up. Now they're realizing, okay, now we need to bring almost in a way, I feel like the PTAs start yeah. including them more. And I've seen that even with, um, they wanted to change our um, name in our bylaws from yeah, physical that's... therapist assistant to physical therapy assistant. So we weren't actually a therapist assistant anymore. We were a therapy assistant. Yeah. And the, like, it was like, at first I was like, this is the dumbest thing. Who really cares? But then I was like, oh, well, it does kind of change the mindset of it we're does. not your assistant. We are here to treat the patients and we are treating the patients and we're assisting the patients, not the actual physical therapist, which I was like, interesting concept. Um, but I think the same thing, like bringing in a BS situation I think would be beneficial because I would love to see like an exercise, a straight up just exercise um, class where you're learning. That's the hardest thing I think when you come out of school is putting what you've learned muscles and everything together with how to actually put that together with some of the exercises. Because if you don't really do exercises too much or you're just used to the same ones, it's mm -hmm. hard to figure out like the concepts in a way you're like, I kind of get it, but like, I feel like going more in depth would be nice in a class like that. Definitely for coming right out of school. Um, yeah. So I'm and with you guys. On you guys both come from a Kinesis background for your bachelor's, mm -hmm. correct? So I'm yeah. assuming that you've had exercise physiology. Right, I love that, that class. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that they did, great do right for the BS portion of the PTA degree. And I'm not like, I wish I was being sponsored by Pima. But <laughs> I'm not. I can only talk of the journey that I went through. Mm -hmm. But they actually did a good job because they did. They added a legit Kines class. They added an exercise physiology class. And they were tough, but they taught you like more of why you're doing the things you're doing. It's not just like, hey, here's some exercises that you you learned by like a video or your pt showed you mm -hmm. or you, somehow you just came up with this idea but you're like now you're able to kind of think about like the movements and the mm -hmm. why and then put it all together which i i think 
I think we could benefit from, you know. Yeah, I think it could just be more in depth a little bit. Like we kind of cover it, but I feel like we have so much we're covering in these associate programs that it's kind of like a here it is. And then we're on to the next thing versus where if we had more time. It's like drinking from a fire hose a little bit, you know, when I when I think back about it, because gosh, that was is quite some time ago. I'm like, man, I learned all that stuff. And it was usually like you learn something one week and it was either the end of the week you're tested on it or the beginning of the next week we were tested mm-hmm. on it. And I'm like, I think that's we like we shine from being able to take information that we learned from our PTs or a different clinician and we're able to like memorize Im- it like or implement it. And yeah. Like, and mm-hmm. like, just like, just like, drop of a pen like we know how to do this stuff because that's how we learned in school we had to learn that fast um but yeah i agree i think we we could know the why a little bit better and i think that's probably where a bachelor's degree would help and then maybe put some of those general education classes or the prereqs that are required for the dpt you know in them yeah i think i think that would be a smart idea um, because kinesiology covers pretty much majority of them anyways, too. Yeah. And the, I look back and I was like, my physics class are very helpful in a way. Yeah. A lot of the times when I'm thinking about things or working through things. Um, so like, you know, physics is a requirement, which you do take in our, at least our associate program. And like you took physics, but in college for the program, the DPT program, you have to take one and two. And yep. so, um, it kind of went a little bit more in depth. But now that you, so you went, got your BS because you're like, okay, I'll be a little bit more marketable. Um, You know, they have this program. Did you really find that it was in a way beneficial to any of your pay or finding a job? Like that became worth going back to school in a way? Um, so... I think that... That's a hard question. (laughs) No, I think, yes, it did. So I don't know if it's coincidence because my wife at the time, she has business degree, so she knows her way around having to advocate for my needs and like the pay raise and stuff like that. Nice. But I had I also that. finished my, uh, my bachelor's and she's like, you know, she was helping me and coaching me through it. She's like, you got higher education. You should be more marketable. I can technically take on leadership roles with it. That's also what they teach you in the program to be more of a like leadership oh, awesome. role. Um, so yeah, it did give me a significant pay raise, but that kind of coincides with where I'm working, what I'm doing, and then having kind of that mentorship from my wife to be able to advocate for my, you know, what my worth is. Yeah. Oh, I no. Those I are, agree with that. Uh, well, I'm sure we can talk about this BS, uh, like bachelors and everything. BS. Like the I know we had a whole. Like, I'm not honest. <laughs> we have a whole like episode on that too. Like we have yeah. already like, discussed yeah. it. Because <laughs> you are you are the first PTA that we've met at least um, that has a BS. So we already have so many questions there. Uh, but yeah. you did mention work, so let, let's kind of go into um, where you work, what kind of patients you work with, because I know we talked a little bit before working like in the rural area, like you see a little bit of everything. Um, So how's that? Yeah, so it can be hard and rewarding and it can be very dull and boring, to be honest. So I feel like because I work out of a hospital in a rural area, I do see literally everything. Um, It goes through waves of being, I'll see a lot more outpatient um, patients from anything from just total hip to knees. I'll get a ton of them. And then I won't see that for nine months and I'll get COVID patients. I'll get just general weakness, influenza, people falling, breaking stuff, inpatient. Um, it keeps me on my toes. I'm never not learning something or relearning something that I forgot. Um, I guess if you're that type of person that likes to not be a master of anything and just kind of be a jack of all trades, it, you know, I would say go for it. Um, but if you really want to specialize in one single area, it's probably not the place to be, to be honest. 
So, like, if you like consistency, it's probably not your spot. But if you like to mix it up or you get bored with treating the same thing over and over again, like out here in the city, you're getting a lot of knee shoulders. And, you know, honestly, in our area, we get a lot of car accidents because no one apparently knows how to drive in Vegas. (laughs) So you get a lot of lower back and cervical um, MBAs. And so if you're looking for something, you know, possibility of that rural atmosphere sounds like it might be a good opportunity to look into. It it is something they mentioned uh, um, at my school because we talked about Pahrump earlier. Uh, So some of us have to drive out to Pahrump for our clinical rotations and almost nobody wants to do it because it's about a two hour drive from where um, our school is located. But one thing they kind of advocate for for the students that do want to go is the potential to learn. Because of the fact that you'll see so many different kinds of patients from neurological to peds to geriatric, it's just a great opportunity to learn. And kind of like you were mentioning, like you see a little bit of everything. Um, So like what's kind of your thoughts on working with like, do you feel like you have to switch your brain so many times or because you get a consistent patience for a couple months and then you switch? Like you, I guess I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm really trying to ask, but I think I like, get what you're what you're asking here. So like, I think my right. I think my mind for my mind, it's just constantly going all the time. So it works out <laughs> for me. I'm probably a little bit on you know the spectrum of ADHD or something like that, neurodivergent, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> it keeps changing names. Yeah, it keeps. Yeah, um, a. You know, I, I think it's it's easy for me to do that, but it can sometimes be hard. Like when I go through a lot of outpatient, I start to get consistently like in a groove and I'm feeling like the mm-hmm. rhythm and got like a way I'm just doing stuff, getting really good at working with them. And then all of a sudden we'll get like a bunch There's of a stroke patients. Yeah, it, we <laughs> usually don't see stroke. We fly them out, but oh, like we'll uh, they'll get flown out and they'll get flown back to us, maybe or shipped back to us, and I'll deal with the aftermath of it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's a uh, it it can keep you on your toes. I guess you're constantly having to switch your brain from like eh, orthopedics, muscle skeletal, straight, pretty much straightforward bread and butter of what we do. And then you'll be like, oh, I got a neuro patient that has a brain tumor and just like all over the place. And you're just like, okay, now I got to go maybe review my neuro stuff and yeah. how to do all this stuff. Um, I've seen some really bizarre things. That, like I've seen patients with mad cow disease. I've seen things oh, that are just what? like, that are just like, <laughs> We had a the you're like the, the odds of seeing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like the yeah, it keeps you on your toes. It's it's just weird stuff like that. I never I'm like yeah, you only see this in a big city, right? I was like, no, these people got to live somewhere, you know. And mm-hmm. I feel like you live. probably see more than a big city because of the fact that you know when you're in a big city, you have the, like the specialty clinics in a way, like you yeah, have a, yeah. a neuro clinic, and so they're all yeah. seeing the neuro. So like. In my outpatient setting, like, honestly, if I got a fresh neuro, I'd be hitting the books because it's not on my brain. Like, I'd be like, hold up. What are we doing here? What are the signs that I need to look out for again? Because they're not fresh in my brain. Um, But you technically work in a hospital, correct? Like, it's a hospital setting? Correct, yes. And you get a mix of everything. Now, how does that work since it's such a rural area? And I'm, I'm assuming it's... It's tiny. It's a tiny hospital. 608 people live in the town. And then we, oh, wow. And yeah. then we draw in people from like the outer towns. Even the outer even banks smaller. in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, how does it work with um, kind of working all together with like the nurses? Because I'm sure you, you're in contact with the nurses, the doctors more. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that co treatment work? Do you find that's actually kind of better in a way because everybody's right there? It's tiny. Or do you feel like sometimes it's almost harder because everybody's stepping on each other's toes? So I don't feel like anybody steps on each other's toes out here. I feel like that's it's awesome. almost so tiny that that's so you don't step. It's a, uh, it's pretty good interdisciplinary team. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I talk to nurses all the time. They talk to me, same with the physicians that rotate through, um, you know, bounce things off of each other. Um, I've never had a problem with it. I actually 
I kind of prefer that setting, even when I was working in subacute or even like sniffs, mm-hmm. like being able to have the nurse there or even the physician or the, you know, the, I don't want to call them mid levels cause they hate it, but like a NP or PA, um, it's, it's great to be able to like pick their brains and then they also pick your brains quite a bit more than I thought I would. Like when I went to PTA school, I'm like, I'm kind of a little bit low on the totem pole and then right, you find no out one wants real, to talk to me <laughs> yeah you find out real quick if you're the if you're that provider for pt like they want your information and they want to they want to know what you know and they want recommendations just last week i actually had a pa um bring me in on a, a treatment she wanted like a consult about like where to stick lidocaine needles in muscles because she wasn't sure if she was on the right muscles and all that stuff and wow. it's just oh, very interesting, very interesting stuff. Uh, you know, the physicians will come in and be like, "Hey, what's this person's fall risk?" Uh, I was thinking about putting them on a blood thinner. Do you think that's appropriate or not? So you get a lot of consulting back and forth. And when I don't know stuff, like I definitely bring them in. I was like, oh, "I think this person's having a heart attack." Like, you know, I like having check that them out. there as opposed to, yeah. As opposed to go to, to the um, ER, or should I call an, an ambulance for you? Exactly. Should when do I start? You know, when you start coding on me, when I'm gonna start doing CPR? Like, I like having the nurses and the physicians around for that. Right. You're like, you guys take over now. Yeah. Clearly out of my scope. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's um, awesome because like even when I I worked in a, a sniff uh, for a little bit, but like I didn't know any of the doctors who round. I didn't yeah. know them. They didn't care about talking to us. Yeah. Um, you know, all they cared about was getting the report from the PTs even like they didn't mm-hmm. really come in and talk to them. So yeah. I think that's such a cool aspect of something that at least in our setting and out here in Vegas, we don't get to do, we don't get to have those conversations with doctors or MPs. And I'm sure you've learned so much from it too, which is such an awesome experience. Yeah. I think it, I, I tend to think that it's normal what I'm doing, but then I'm starkly reminded by my (laughs) other friends in the field that it's not really as normal as you think it is. Um, you know, I, I like it. It does set me up in a position where, like, it teaches me how to be more of a leader and more advocate for um, my patients and also myself. So that's awesome. You know. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, is there other therapy stuff like uh, occupational speech therapy where you're at? Nope, we are it. <laughs> oh, wow. We have to either send them out or at one point when I first started working out here, they did have a on call uh, SLP. Um, but we no longer have access to that. So that stuff usually goes over to a different hospital town over and some people don't want to drive an hour there. So they either don't receive the services, unfortunately, or, um, occupational therapy. Yeah. They get the PT version of occupational Mm -hmm. therapy, to be honest, you know, it's yeah. like we're doing therapeutic activities today, you know, try to make it engaging, you know, mm-hmm. how how are we going to make this work, you know, make it more functional for them as opposed to like, I, I don't know, you know, here's here's our exercises type deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how many people are, uh, so if it's just physical therapy, how many people are on your team? Two. Like, I'm is it just you two. and your PT? Yep. Just that is two. It. Just two. Um, caseload wise, like what, what do you look at? Like how many patients a day? So we can see anything up to 12. We usually don't see that just because it's a small town. Um, the most I've seen was 12, but the least I've seen, honestly, when I first started working out here, I'd be lucky if I had one or two, like you kind of had to build up our clientele, build up our name in the community. You have to kind of gain trust. Yeah. Gain trust and get your stripes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's brutal. It, it, it was brutal. Small towns are, are close knit. They, they don't trust yeah. outsiders usually. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, like, since you only had like one or two, were you guaranteed pay at all? Like, cause I know usually yep. rule settings will pay a bonus for signing on. They'll usually also pay higher just because it's hard to get people to go out there. Of course. Yep. Um, but was it guaranteed like, oh, you're coming out here for a day, but you only have one scheduled. It's not like it's anything your fault. 
are you still guaranteed a full day pay? Is it varied place to place? So when I first started coming out here, I was working for a contract company. That's how I ended up out here. I was doing okay. travel. I was doing travel PT within the state of Colorado. So I was going to a lot of these like rural towns in the middle of nowhere. Some mm-hmm. of them really great. Some of them not so great. Um, You're like, please some, don't send me back there. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like, man, I don't really want a gun, but I wish I had one right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's like, it's like i don't my... like i my whole body is like giving me like the tingly like, like, yeah, my car get to my car get to my car yeah but no. only unlock the one side <laughs> exactly and a lot of places that you're sleeping you're like am i safe here uh Dang. no <sighs> so um when i i I came out here with a contract company. And so when I was doing that with them, I was guaranteed the hours. They would say, you have X, Y, and Z patients. If you only have three or four, you're getting paid. Whether they showed up, whether they didn't show up, you're guaranteed that that pay. Mm -hmm. And then they would pay you for the time driving out to the location. Um, I actually made my own contract because I found out the company I was working for was making a lot more money off me and I was getting the not not the what dirt. I was worth, right? Sorry, I got a fly flying around here. Um, oh, you're good. <laughs> I need the electric flash water. Um but right. so I made my own contract with the help of coaching, you know, from my wife. She's like, you know, business background, that's where that comes in handy. Um She's like, you can make a lot more money and you can still save your hospital, you know, a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. And so now to answer the question, when I'm out here, whether I have patients or I don't have patients, I'm still getting paid. It's it's shift work. I clock in. People show up, don't show up. That's You're, on it's, them. Um, it's almost like a salary in a way. Yes, You're more is. on a salary base. Yes. Okay. I, I will try to headhunt them and call them and make sure everything's okay some people just yeah they just forget sometimes and sometimes they don't want to be here and then you got to kind of sell them on it right be like okay well you know come in next time these are the benefits of physical therapy right that sounds like all physical therapy with that process <laughs> yeah i think um, we we need like more psychology in our programs as as well motivational interviewing oh, is huge. right that would really help yeah. Well, it's you. You definitely have to have the right uh, tone, and that's the thing too. Is like coming at them a lot. I've heard people come at them hard, and it's like that's not gonna. You're not gonna get anywhere with that person. Like I could tell you, some people that work on some people, you are now just completely scaring them off. And so I agree with that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think my first few years in the field actually taught me that. Definitely, sniff <laughs> work taught me that. It's like, hey, let's get you yeah. up today, and they're like, no, I want to sleep. You're like, well, if you sleep for too long, these are the detriments, but how about we just mm-hmm. try to get you edge of bed? So you kind of learn it as you go along, but I, it's probably the biggest thing I don't like about her field is like, I don't want to, don't really want to be your coach today. I just want to like, can I, I just want to do my job? <laughs> yeah. I want to do my job. You know, I'm really good at it. Come on, Emily, please just get edge of fat. That's, no, that's, <laughs> I've, I literally left the sniff because of that reason. Yeah. Like, so actually how I tore my Achilles is because I net, like I did a deep squat down to a patient who's in a wheelchair refusing for the third time. And you know, it's the third time rule. If they refuse three times, you can't do it. So literally yep. I had to get down in the place I was at. And you had to tell them this too, is like, if you're not doing physical therapy today, you're here because you're in this facility because mm-hmm. you require physical therapy. If yep. you refuse physical therapy, your insurance can come back and deny your whole entire stay. Yep. And you had to tell them that like, because you're like, there's a reason I I don't want you to get stuck with the bill. And like, she literally, I told her pretty much the exact wording of like, you're here because your insurance requires you to do physical therapy. If you deny the physical therapy, there is a chance that you will not be covered like lose your spot yeah. You, yeah. well no like she'll just she could stay there but she just won't like they won't cover no, any of the pain yeah and she'll get stuck with the bill and she's like are you threatening me i'm like nope i'm just telling you what can happen yeah. it's all up to you on what you do this is your third time if i walk out that door i have to write it down yeah i was like i'm Monday. i'm liable to write it down yeah and time to bring in like social it. work or the director of rehab to like 
do the sales pitch type thing. Yeah. She got up. We did it. But yeah. I told my Achilles giving that speech. That's Yeah, that's a brutal way to have that injury. Like th- on the third time too, I just I'm like, ah, something's yeah, I, off. Like, something's off. I'm not going into that room. Oh, I was so annoyed with her too. Because she was a repeat offender too. Because she's been in that facility before too. And they're always like, oh, she is... She's going to die and I'm like, dude, you know what you're here for. Like, why are we doing this? Come on. Like, it's the end of the day. You're literally my last patient. Like, I'd like to go home. kind of want you to refuse. Like, then I get to go home 50 minutes early. But that's then I felt you... the pop and I was like, I'm so yeah. over this. <laughs> yeah. That's where you pull out like research says bed rest, blah, 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 contributes to pneumonia, blood clots, all this crap. Yeah. And then they're like, I'm pretty that? sure. <laughs> She's the type who would have been like, that's fine. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. She's one that you got to hit her pocket. That's what I learned. And that's the thing yeah. too is like you you have to learn which one, how they're going to respond. Mm-hmm. She responds to financial um, yeah. where, you know, other patients, they respond to, you know, possible detriments to their health. Like yeah. you, it's definitely something that could be. Uh, learn but so with you being in a rural setting how far is the actual drive from where you live out of curiosity i'm sorry can you repeat that i think my internet Uh-oh. was like lagging no you're good um so how far is the actual drive from where you actually live it's about 175 miles give or take maybe one or two miles <laughs> so oh, it's so about two like, and a half hour drive yeah i was about to say so that's a drive so yeah. how does that work? Like you have a family. How does that work with your family and everything? Do you find that, um, so, you know, it puts a strain or any recommendations on people who are looking at that, that do have a family? Um, so when I met my wife, when I started dating her, I was already doing this. So this is where kind of just to used to it. Yeah. To begin mm-hmm. with. Um, I would say it's probably not for everybody. Um, and I'm only speaking from my point of view. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't, we don't have kids. Um, we have a dog and it's just me and my wife and someday we'll probably have kids. Right. And then we'll, you know, we'll adapt to that. But I also get four days off a week where if, you know, I need to take care of the kids four days a week, I get to be home and, you know, I, I get to be with them. And, you know, I've talked to other people that work out here as well. You know, the physicians that are on seven days, for a week and I say like how do you do it and they say honestly when I'm here I get to focus on work and whatnot and when I get to go home most of them have like a couple weeks off they're like I get to be present for the whole time you know it's not like I go my nine to five or my eight to four and Mm -hmm. you know I see my kids when I wake up or my wife or my husband and I uh and I see them in the morning and I get to come home and have dinner and maybe like everybody's in bed. Like you actually yeah. get the yeah. whole amount of time with them. But the well, con, the cons are like, I don't get to go home. If something happens, like I have emergency come up, like I'm not a trauma surgeon. So of course, if something really bad came up, I'd be able to leave. But it's like when the it's little still two and a half life, hour drive yeah you know? like i yeah. can't be there within a second and sometimes i can't even i can't go like there's just things in life that you have to just deal with and i have to sit here and you know let it sit with me and process it and i don't get to go home and deal with that situation so it can be hard it's i, I consider it, it's, it's, um, good it, it's a little bit of travel therapy you know yeah I could see that. I could definitely see how that counts. And like if you have this might be a great type of setting for you, too, if you have a hard time almost turning off your work, too. Yeah. Because of the fact that you're so secluded from it, like when you do go home, that you you have no choice but to turn it off. (laughs) You're not going to drive another like two and a half hours back out there just to go check something like um, that's not going to happen. So it might be a, a great opportunity if you have. Because I know some people who have a hard time separating work and home. Um, Like I learned myself that working from inside my house when I did remote work was not the thing for me. Because I would work overtime for free because I couldn't separate it. And so, um, you know, that this is a great opportunity maybe that people can see if they have the same issue. Yeah, I would say, I mean, you can... 
travel therapy is usually where it starts with these little rural towns. They're always looking for people. They are hurting for people that will provide any type of service. It's not even just physical mm-hmm. therapy, but it's a definitely a way where, you know, PTAs can step up and be like, you know, I got the skill set, you know, I want to go market myself and possibly, you know, help out people that actually find it rewarding, you know, everybody mm-hmm. that I work with out here, they find it so valuable. They all are so genuine and thankful for, you know, the, the services that we're providing them. And I feel like when I was working in the inner city, the bigger facilities, you, sometimes you don't get that. Like you said, yeah. you get people that just don't want to oh, work yeah. or they're very disgruntled and they just, I, I don't know. I feel like it's, it, it can be, it can be very rewarding out here at the same time. It can be very awful. Like I worked out in a rural town and during COVID and I, you guys can kind of extrapolate what that was like. Um, it was mm-hmm. bad. It was awful. It was probably one of the worst like times of my career that I've had. I thought about leaving physical therapy because of it, you know, being inpatient yeah. COVID and just, it was crazy. It was super crazy, but you know, we're on the other side of it. Thank God. And, you know, I hope it never goes back to that because that, that was, that's, that's tough. Yeah. I, I definitely say like COVID and the healthcare field did not like each other that's for sure we know for the providers it was a lot going on in general yeah yeah, i was like um burnout was definitely and we again we talked about that even like burnout with covid in all areas was horrible so like i can almost imagine like doing it kind of on your own a little bit because of the fact that you know you you are the only pta out there and you know you don't have uh too many other co-workers who are in the same role as you um going through it so like i can definitely see that and so i like it um i'm sure you enjoy like i definitely enjoy it with the pta source like you have you know now more people you can reach out to and bounce ideas off of and it's like okay i'm having a hard time with this and so like um that's why like me and ken also kind of started this podcast too it's just like hey you're not the only one feeling this because like a lot of times i don't know about you but like when i was definitely early on i was like I suck at this. I'm horrible. What am I doing in this field? I can't do anything right sometimes. And you're like, I'm the only one feeling this way. And then, you know, you start talking to more people and you're like, oh, I'm not everybody feels that (laughs) at some point. It's it's funny because they set us up for success going through that program. And then you, you get out into the real world and you're like, did I learn anything? Like oh, I felt like I felt like I learned mm-hmm. so much, but I was like, did I actually learn what I need to know to do this job? And you're like, yeah. it. The whole medical field, PTA. If you want to mm-hmm. be in this field, you're never going to stop learning. Every mm-hmm. the science changes every single year, and we're constantly learning, taking our continuing education, all that stuff. So. It's, you know, I love what you guys are doing. I love that you guys are advocating for the PTA because I know like the PTA source um, with Nick, it's like, there's a lot of platforms out there for physical therapists. Mm -hmm. And then we usually, we usually go off of what the physical therapist is learning because we have to know everything they know. We're just rendering Mm -hmm. their services. We're working under the general supervision. If you're working at, you know, the false autonomy that we can. And yep. you're, you're going out and you're doing the same stuff. Yeah. We're not, we're not evaling, we're not discharging, but we're doing everything. We're still assessing. We we're still implementing everything. We're still critically thinking. And, you know, I love that you guys are advocating for us because we do need more of a spotlight on our profession. You know, and I, yeah. same with the PTA source. It's like, we need people to talk to it just doesn't have to be our physical therapist that we work with you know we can stuff off each other our pts like Mm -hmm. i love working with pts but sometimes they do not understand what we do and definitely if like you get a new grad coming out like it's it's sometimes can be really tough working with a new grad pt because of the fact that um i'm not saying all but i do i will say like there's quite a few come out with like a little bit of that god complex and it's like no i know things and like i can do things and 
clinical and book is completely different. And so, um, as like what we said is like, as big as we are, we're also tiny at the same time when you talk about like just who you normally talk to. And so that's why like we really wanted to open this up a little bit more and get other point of views because, you know, as we even started, like when we went through school, traveling was not like no one mentioned it. Like that was even an option. And definitely when you're coming out of school, I think it, you know, maybe doing a year under your belt or however you want to do it in and setting and get a little bit under that's great but like travel is also great for when you're younger and so by the time i feel like you learn about it in this field sometimes you're like well i already have a family that would have been cool or like you know you've already kind of set your roots and it's like a little too late almost um where traveling's growing and so or you um, can wait until the kids are old enough older you people that did that on the tail end of their careers and that's what they do now and yeah. so mm-hmm. it's, it's not a shoulda coulda would of it's when it's like when yeah. you want to do it just take that More step matter of time yeah, yeah so well, and that's I know why we're uh we're definitely getting up there on time we, we definitely lost, lost track oh, of time yeah. a little bit oh i did uh, <laughs> uh but speaking of nick there's a um one more thing i want to touch on because I mean, we I'm sure we have many more questions, and Joe, it's been a pleasure having you. I'm sure yes. we're gonna ask you to come again because yeah, as you, you can guys see, having me on. we have quite a bit of questions. But uh, speaking of Nick and the PTA source, he actually had a question for you. I don't know if you gave it some thought, uh, but he wanted to know the craziest thing that you've been through, nastiest even, like, um, and just kind of like what you learned from that. So I would say the craziest thing and the nastiest thing I've seen are definitely different things. So the nastiest thing I will say, hands down, I need to plug in my computer. Sorry guys. Um, is, is that wound care. So I knew it was going to be wound care. I knew <laughs> it's, it. always wound care. it's always, it's wound, always care. wound care. Wound care is always the nastiest thing. And it's not that I don't like wound care. Cause I am generally, I, I love it. I'm highly interested in it. It was, uh, there was a patient with uh they have a coccyx like uh-huh. a wound and we were going to change it and the pt that i was working with at the time was going to debride it and whatnot and the patient had uh-huh. smeared feces into it and it was just like That's it, it was just like it was like horrible it was like it's horrible but also like felt really bad for them and mm-hmm. just like what can you it's like oh my gosh what do you do with this and it's like you're like you know, get the saline out start flushing <laughs> it oh yeah pretty much you know all kinds oh. of smells and emotions you know that you're trying to keep inside um i'd say what i learned from it is patient education and you know try to make them wipe the other way <laughs> try to away from no, the wound away from the wound <laughs> from, right please away from the wound. <laughs> try not to put any pressure on that you know make sure that you're you know when you're sleeping in bed you gotta you gotta roll this way roll that way or just get up get moving and that was probably a gross the other grossest thing was like assisting and trach cleaning i don't do well with sputum trach cleaning yeah. oh yeah if you never seen trach clean yeah. it's gross i know it's, it's, it's like I mean, snot, pretty yeah. much it's just like literally like mucus and snot yep. that you're just like cleaning them out with yeah. and then like flush it and then think of like when they you go to the dentist and they get like the suction you literally uh-huh. like at least the place I was. I you're, you're just shoving it down. You're just shoving the suction down. You're like, and then you can past. get like a little thing and like they'll like swab oh, it out geez. in a way too if you're not getting enough on the sides. It's and gross. that's it's that really, it, like, it's gross, but like the patient feels like a hundred percent better afterwards when they can breathe better after all this buildup they had. Yeah, yeah. and they're, they're like the patients are usually like it's not like they're asleep or anything during this, so it's like not the best feeling for them either too. Uh, yeah yeah and i'd say probably the craziest thing that i've experienced was not to go on the covid ramp but it was covid like in a rural hospital Mm -hmm. they were literally using plastic sheets with duct tape to make negative pressure air rooms and just like 
you know, it was all politicized, so nobody really cared. The whole hospital at one point got COVID. We're like, this can't actually be legit. Somebody screwed up. But no, it was the experience that I learned from that was self-advocating for myself. Like, if I didn't want to be Mm -hmm. around people, I'm not going to be around people. I'm going to, you know, I know how to do infection control. We learned that in school, right? We should know better. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I'm going to treat my patients and I'm going to have minimal contact with pretty much everybody for the next two years. I do still exist if you need me, but like, (laughs) namaste. I'm just going to stay away. is a great thing. Use it. (laughs) So I say biggest... The learning experience is as PTAs, we need to advocate for ourselves, you know, know our worth Mm because we are, we are worthy of being in the room with nurses, doctors, physicians, you know, I get, we work under the PT, but we are, we can hold leadership roles. We have a ton of knowledge and experience and, you know, keep pushing yourself, like never stop learning because you never know who you're going to be able to help. Yeah. I honestly... On that note, I can't say anything better than that right now. So we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode. Thanks again so much, Joe, for coming on. I'm sure we will talk to you again and hopefully you'll come join us again. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, If you want to talk about something, just hit me up. You know how to find me. We might, we might have to do a fun story time where you're just telling us some outrage. Because I feel like you got some good stories. I, I can tell you got some good stories. Some real I, yeah, stories. I already had got some good stories. Yeah. Just, <laughs> so we might just have with that, I already had so many more questions. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gonna, we're, we're definitely going to hit you up. But um, <laughs> don't forget. Oh, sorry. Go on. Yeah, thank you guys again for having me. And thanks for, okay. you know, advocating for PTAs. And I love what you guys are doing. And, you know, thanks for having me on. Thank you. No, awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. And then if you guys are listening, go ahead and hit that share, like, and follow button. It helps us out so much by you guys doing that. You guys can check out more of our interviews um, by just scrolling down. We have been really enjoying a lot of the interviews and I'm sure they're not going to stop anytime soon because we're learning a lot and I hope you guys are too. But don't forget to follow us at The PT Assistance on Instagram and then check out our YouTube channel, which we have some fun reviews slash going over, comparing some tools and all sorts of different things. So check that out. Um, Other than that, I think that is all it for today. Again, thank you so much, Joe. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye.